Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. So glad to have you here today and I want to welcome my co-host Mina. Hey Mina. Hey Jacqueline. So Mina and I are together. If you've been listening to the podcast, we are actually in Las Vegas for trade show and we've decided to batch record several episodes because we get to be together. I am bi-coastal between the West Coast and the East Coast and Mina lives in, in Iowa, in the yeah. Midwest, in Iowa, and I'm living it up here in Vegas. You guys, the weather is so nice, and we are using every minute to be giddy schoolgirls and do fun stuff like podcasts together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we actually have this amazing view. Mina upgraded the suite to this incredible view. So we will take a picture of our view and post it on our Facebook page at the Product Boss on Facebook. And we'll share that with you, but we're getting to sit here in the corner, looking at all the fun kids having fun out there. (laughs) You know, this just goes to show you how much your idea of fun changes. Like literally, I love hanging out with people that can like biz nerd it up with me. Of course. That's why we're biz besties. Last night, we were both a little bit tipsy on our computers working. Because we were in and having so much fun, yeah, you know. So today, what we wanted to do is we've been getting a lot of feedback. So because we were able to do these in-person seminars at Sourcing at Magic, we were getting feedback from the clients that we were meeting with. And I did a couple seminars, and I talked about your ideal customer avatar, and it was like deer in headlights. Yes, yeah, so many people approached us afterwards and were like, "What is this? What is this avatar you talk about?" <laughs> Right. And we're like, what do you mean? What is this avatar? Like, is it a movie? Are they Yeah, blue? they even said the movie. Yeah. And so we just thought that if, you know, it's it's within our knowledge, but you don't know what you don't know. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to share with you what an ideal customer avatar is, why you should know what that is, and why you should know who your ideal customer is. So we're going to dig into, yeah. it's a little bit of a training and uh, an exercise for sure. Like a fun little exercise. What Absolutely. So what we want you to do is we want you to think of who your ideal customer is. A lot of times people will say, if I say to you, you know, who's your customer, they'll say, Oh, well, she's 25 to 55 and she's a girl and she likes tight clothes. I don't know, <laughs> but they'll usually give this giant age range and they'll say she's a female or he's a male or it's a kid. It's not your ideal customer, period. So it's time to think of your ideal customers, the people you'd love to serve. What characteristics do they have in common? We want you to figure out who what their personality trait is, their demographic, their age, their income, their gender, marital status, the industry, etc. It's basically a, we want you to look into their worldview, their values, beliefs, lifestyle, hobbies. So the benefit of knowing your ideal customer is that when any effort that you're doing for growing your business and moving forward with your business and any goal or task, you're able to speak so specifically to one person. And so let's say I'm doing a video. I'm speaking to that one person that I'm thinking about in my mind and I'm doing an Instagram post. I'm really able to type it out really quickly because I see that person I'm talking to on Twitter, on Instagram, on my blog posts, where I'm selling, who I'm selling to, what words I'm using. It's especially important like if it's something you're uncomfortable doing. Like if I was doing a video, for instance, video is not my forte, but if I can visualize that person in my mind, I know her, I love her. I'm able to talk to her because she's my friend, you know, and it's really, it makes it really easy for you to really propel the growth of your business because you're so focused on who your target market is and it will really resonate with who you're selling to. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, she's talking straight to my heart. And I am. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and so that's why we don't want you to have this range because you want to identify exactly who this person is because 
if you think of it, I kind of was thinking about it today when we were explaining it to these other clients. It's sort of like that middle section of a Uh wheel. So if you were to do a family tree or like a brain map sort of Uh thing, you would put that person right in the middle and you might have all these lines with little bubbles off the ends of it. And she could be a bunch of people outside of that. You know, it could be my mom, you know, someone in her 60s and she likes this brand. It could be me. It could be my younger sister who's 10 years younger than me. It could be my best friend. There might be something that we all like out of this product brand, but it's because we're all attracted to that one, let's say woman in the middle so that we're all drawn to some sort of aesthetic that, that encompasses or is this person. So we want you to identify exactly who she is. And once you do that, you're able to speak to her, which means you're speaking to more people. Right. Because those people all have the same feeling of resonation with her. Like with who's somebody that's really popular. That's like a celeb. Well, we talked about Kim Kardashian today. But she, I think she's a poor example a little bit because okay. some people hate her. <laughs> they do. But then, but, but I think as a product based business or any sort of business, you uh-huh. also want to repel people. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So we'll just say her. Okay. Let's do. So she's just someone that's, you know, out there. And I think if we all think about her, we can all identify maybe the brand that she would sort of represent. Right. right. Her age range. She's a little bit off, I guess, in the way that she's a mother of three, but she's not necessarily a typical mother of three that, you know, she's got like messy hair, don't care type mm-hmm. lifestyle. No, she's beautiful and definitely done up. She's that type of mom. She is definitely in the spotlight. And pe- that's why we're using her as an example too, because there's so many people like I look at Kim Kardashian. She's not my favorite, but I think, oh my gosh, the woman is beautiful. And I also trust her style for certain things. So even though that she's not, you know, my ideal she still is someone that I think, oh my goodness, I would wear that shirt that she's wearing right now. Well, I think actually more for you because this is something that I've recently learned about Mina, but she's obsessed with eyelashes. (laughs) I am. You know how people are obsessed with like teeth and some people are obsessed with who knows what else, like hair, beautiful hair, right? They need to have long hair. I'm obsessed with eyelashes. Like if I see someone with eyelashes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your eyelashes. Where did you get your eyelashes? Are those extensions? <laughs> I'm so, obsessive. And so so that's something that let's talk about like cosmetics or a cosmetic product. That uh-huh. is something that that family has basically represented as like they right. helped up the branding. Like we weren't there were not lash extension stores before. Right. Fake lashes were not as popular. And then all of a sudden that's really upped because of their visibility with it. Right. So if you're looking for an ideal customer, it might be that, you know, and that's what we're saying. So Mina might be attracted to certain parts of that brand because she's really into eyelashes. Uh-huh. And I might really be into if we're just saying in cosmetics, uh-huh. I might be really into the shading and shadowing that they do, right? So uh-huh. they're like contouring, the, the contouring so. kits. And so that's how they've kind of grown their brand into this global realm of cosmetics. Uh-huh. So, but what we're trying to say is like, if she's a 37 year old mom of three, but she does, she's not the mom that sort of like wears yoga pants and uh-huh. lets her hair down. That's your customer and your brand is feeding and meeting her needs. And then people like me and I, who do wear stretchy pants and uh-huh. don't always have our hair done. And and I never have eyelashes. <laughs> never. I don't either. I always dream about going to the lash place, but we, it's like an aspirational type thing. So yep. maybe if we have a really special event, maybe then we'll go get eyelashes uh-huh. put on for that event. And that's because we were attracted to that one specific brand representation or that, that customer avatar. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. (laughs) It's more so that you're able to visualize who that specific person is. And that person is complicated. Every person is very, they have layers upon layers and layers of so many things, but it just makes it easier for you as your business grows to talk so specifically to one person. And that person will resonate, you know, with your ideal, that's your ideal customer that will resonate with the bigger, broader audience. Right. And so what we want you to do, just heading back to that, because you are a product-based business, you need to know who your customer is and you need to speak directly to your customer. So if you're a product that is, you know, male and female, you may want to have two different avatars, right? Mm -hmm. So we were actually talking about the squatty potty today. (laughs) You love the squatty potty. I love the squatty potty. And it's not even about the squatty potty. It's about the way that they marketed towards me. I got to be honest. Marketing. 
brilliant. And so it's basically a unicorn that poops out rainbow sherbet. And that's <laughs> if you use the squatty potty, that's what happens. <laughs> and if you don't, then it's like something else. So you can all look that up on Facebook. But they advertised to me on Facebook and I actually stopped and clicked on it because it was really an interesting thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched it. I was like, this is genius. And it and it turned a product that was maybe taboo or something that you didn't really speak mm-hmm. about into something funny where I was talking – I've literally talked – I mean, Mina's probably meant, heard me mention this like 50 <laughs> times. But I talk about it because I think the marketing was so ideal. I don't buy things off Facebook, to be honest. They did something where we'll talk about it in a different episode, but they tapped into you, you emotionally. Mm-hmm. So they were able to make you laugh and able to make you think like, holy crap, they are so brilliant for this. Yeah. So it was that business side of you thinking they're so brilliant. This is so funny. They made my day. Right. You know, so it's really tapping to the emotion of, you know, that avatar of theirs, you know. But they're, you know, whether it's my husband that is going to like them or it's myself that that ad, let's say, was for both of us. And so they're probably targeting their customers on Facebook. And I don't know how or what, how I showed up into their into their target market, but you may have multiple customer avatars depending on the product you're doing. But if you're doing, for example, Mina's company, Little Labels, she has a very specific avatar. Did you want to share? Yeah. So my avatar is a mom with two kids and a busy mom that that has her kids in daycare. So I could have just stopped at busy mom, right? But my mom is a mom that's in her upper 30s or mid 30s. I usually say 35 actually, because I think that hits right in the middle. And she has two kids, not just one, because the first mom is buying her kid custom labels that are pretty, that have their name on the pre-printed. The mom with two kids is looking for the convenience. So my labels are the ones that you can write on and that you just stick right away. So nothing custom about them. You're literally just writing and sticking. It's so super simple. But because as a second mom, you don't care as much. You're just like, what are the solutions? You know, how can I do this the quickest as possible? I don't need to order custom fancy stuff. But as a first mom, you're like, this is my first kid. You know, I have to shower them with all custom stuff. So really is that mom with two kids. She's even busier and she's lugging around a bunch of bunch of kids stuff and she doesn't want to lose it, you know, lose the items. So she's labeling the items. She's labeling the baby bottles and she's also working. So she is putting her child in daycare and she's just, I mean, a little bit of my avatar is just a reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. So it makes it that much easier for me to really, really sell to my customer because I'm there, you know, so I use that to my advantage. So when I'm speaking to my avatar, let's say in my email sequences, I'm saying, so I, I present it as a Q&A. So I'm like, how do I use my little labels at home? And I say, well, I have a child at home too. You know, my daughter is seven years old. She takes a water bottle to school every day. My other daughter is two and a half. She takes her sippy cup to daycare every day. And so they're able to hear my story, but that only works because that avatar is me, you know, like that woman is like, oh, this person, this owner of little labels is actually the same, very similar to me in so many different ways. And I'm totally where she is too. And so if Mina wanted to create a separate, like a new product, cause she talks about other products within her labels. So I think you've talked about home organizational uh-huh. type stuff that might be a different avatar, right? Yeah. It'd be a similar avatar. It might be a different season in her life. Right. So we always talk about keeping your avatar the same, Jacqueline and I do, but it might be just a different season in her life. Perhaps this is when her kids are a little bit older, or maybe her kids are in daycare more, or somehow her life has transitioned. So you're- So maybe it's not like baby bottles all the time now, but right. your kids are in school. There's less like cleanup maintenance, and maybe you're getting back to organizing your yeah, house. Yeah. And top of mind, you know, being at spring cleaning, so you're really targeting her then. I like to target during September for this, because September, in my mind, is really the new January. Your kids are in school. You're fine. You're like yelling, freedom, you know? <laughs> you're cleaning up all the summer stuff from- you know, your kids being at home, my kids are actually home with me in the summer and then they're off to school again. And then you're able to reorganize. So you're resetting your life. So I jump in at de- that during that time. And I'm going to say, and I say to them, Hey, guess what? September is the new January for me too. Let's work on this together. You know, so it's just a different way of targeting that same avatar, but just with different language. And then, you know, and, and exactly what you're saying though. So she's a mom, she's got multiple kids if you were a first time mom and your kid was with you all the time, you would probably never need your baby bottle labels because you don't need to label your bottles at home unless I think you have ones that you could, you know, you could put like milk storage, like the dates. Yeah. Or you have multiples. 
I do kind of talk about this to people who do have like multiple kids. If you have multiple kids at home and they're close in age or they're, you know, one with a water bottle, one with sippy, one with a bottle, you don't want them drinking from the same one if they're sick. Right. So you have certain, sometimes mom's color code, this is way easier because the kids like to see the different, they're the specific animal prints, you know, and then, you know, they can start recognizing their name, things like that. And then you're able to, it's just like in daycares where they label things with pictures, you know, kids right. start recognizing certain things. So it's like, it's just a super, super easy way. And that's a different avatar, a mom with multiples. Right. And then as Mina, Mina's kids get older and- And she may not have to, you know, label water bottles anymore in the way of for daycare, then like you're saying, you know, maybe they're playing sports and you put the Mm -hmm. name on it. Or I know on the East Coast, people send their kids to sleepaway camp, summer camp for Uh eight weeks at a time and everything needs to be labeled. And so that's why you get like a higher season happening in summer for camps. Right. So I'm speaking in those. So my avatar slightly changes for that. That is the mom that is the camp mom. It's a little bit harder for me to talk to that mom, even when I'm talking, because I don't resonate with that mom. I don't send my kids to camp and I hate camping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a glamping mom, you know, like, so it's hard for me, one, to even be away from my kids and to think about sending them away. Besides, I send my kids to day camp. So most of the times I'm just talking about labeling them for camp. And then here's the checklist. But I would say that for moms, like when I'm talking to them, I probably wouldn't be able to do a video being like, oh yeah, I send my kids to camp too and they love it and blah, blah, blah. Because I haven't experienced that. And it's a little bit harder for me to even connect with that, you know, because the avatar is really twofold. It's connecting, but it's also being able to use the right words and convey that message the way you want to. Right. And so, and so that, I think Mina brings up a good point there where you are usually inspired somewhat by yourself because if Mm -hmm. you've invented this item or product, you've seen probably a need in the market Uh and it maybe it was something that you wanted or needed or someone close to you wanted or needed it. So sometimes it is hard to pull yourself out of your avatar. What if yours was a man, let's say, you know, like if mine was a man, avatar or if in a business, let's say it's a biker guy or something, you're selling a biking item. It would be really hard for me to connect with that person because I don't know what language they speak. Mm -hmm. But if I was in the industry and that was my background, I would totally be able to, you know, so it's just really tapping into your own experiences and speaking that language to that specific avatar. So they're like, they don't realize how much you know them from you speaking to them. Like they read the message, let's say they read the Q&A or whatever, any of that stuff, then they're you should know them better than they know themselves. Like they don't realize that you're triggering emotions in them. Let's say, you know, for instance, like the, it could be a camping guy. And if I'm talking about the story about how I grew up and my, and my dad used to take me camping and we used to roast marshmallows and that stuff. And if he did the same thing, let's say, then he would be like, oh my gosh, for some reason, I want to buy this product. And I don't even know why. Right. You know, so something like that where you're tapping into the emotions and really giving them the messaging that you identify with or that you know of. So you're really able to speak to that person and it's just, you're able to sell so much easier. So speaking about that, we did meet with some people that had bought a brand that was sort of like a biking brand, let's say, and they themselves weren't necessarily bikers, but they bought into this brand. Well, that was something where as coaches and consultants for them, we were talking about that they should probably really, they should probably do this avatar themselves. And sometimes when you're your partners, there's partnership, both of you should do it separately. Yeah. So each, each person creates their customer, their ideal customer avatar profile, which we will get into a little bit later in this episode. And then you will then meet back and see if you connect and see what disconnect, because you might be speaking to two different people mm-hmm. and that's something as partners that you should identify. So if you don't know a lot you're buying into this product, maybe you're purchasing, maybe there's something you think is a great idea, but you really need to identify who your ideal customer is. You want to do research. So you want to live in their brain and start to look up like what blogs they would be on. I know that when I was looking at my ideal customer avatar, I actually learned so much more than I had known being just me. Yeah. You know, so when I started living in their shoes and really doing the research, that's when like the world opened up and I was like, oh, there's this blog and that blog. And I love Uh this and that. Like how they're ingesting their information. Like, are they reading blogs or are they listening to podcasts? Are they reading books? I actually am obsessed with podcasts, but I don't ever listen to audiobooks for some reason. Like I can't, I can't stand audiobooks. I don't know what it is. So even that little tidbit there, but I usually start with like looking at someone's typical day, walk through their day. 
So like, are they waking up with kids? Are those kids waking them up? Is the, you know, do they have their coffee maker automatically set? You know, are they super organized? You know, what struggles are they going through? Is the, you know, are they cold in the morning? So you're really able to see as they go through the day, the problems that they're having and the struggles that they're having. So you're able to already see and talk to them like, hey, I get it. I'm there too, where my kids are waking me up in the morning and, you know. There's no such thing as an alarm clock anymore because your kids are. Yeah. And even that, you phrasing that as, you know, there's no such thing as an alarm clock anymore. Let's say that you said that in a video that resonates with someone more instead of being like, my kids wake up with me in the morning, you know. Parents get it. Like, um, you wake up before you wake up. Always. Right. So I just want to share maybe a little bit about my avatar because I'm a service-based business. So designer consulting co-op and my avatar shifted because actually the way I've done business has shifted as well. But when I first, I am not someone that needed my services. So I created a service because I saw a need in the market. Uh I learned on my own. So I worked as an employee for people. I was a fashion designer. I was, you know, sought after and employed. And then when I created the business, then as it started to evolve, my avatar started to evolve. I I really did start the business without having a very clear, clear avatar, which is fine. Most of us have started our businesses without it. But when I started identifying it, I actually had a client that I really related it to. And so what I identified for her was she was married. She was a woman. She lived in Hawaii. So she had this fantastic idea. She had access to stores that she could sell to because of her connection. So her career put her in really high-end resorts uh-huh. um, on the island. And so then she had connections to the buyers for these stores. And she was living this Hawaii lifestyle, and she wanted to do resort wear. And so she had these ideas, but didn't know how to do it. And she was in this isolated, you know, she's on an island and there's no industry there. So what you need to do is you need to figure out what the need is or the wish that your customer would, would be presenting. So she might've said, God, I have this idea, but I wish someone could just tell me how to do it, do it for me and teach me the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And so the answer to that wish would be designer consulting co-op where it's like, okay, you're on an island, you have a career, that's great. Let's talk. I'll educate you. I'll design your line for you. I'll mm-hmm. source the materials. We'll get the line put together. And then, you know, I actually never met her in person. <laughs> so she never had to take time off and fly from Hawaii to LA to have uh-huh. fittings because we would do it all virtually. And then we'd send her her samples for her to try. And so I used her as my avatar when I was writing it because it was like, uh-huh. what's the need and how do I how do I help her? How do I answer a wish? You know, you have a wish on a birthday candle. So it might be whether if you're creating a product. So for example, when Mina was doing little labels, I, as a new mom, didn't know about the product until I got it in one of those sort of like crate uh, boxes. And then I was like, oh, this is genius. And then my kids started going to preschool and I had to label everything. And I no longer just wrote on tape that uh-huh, kind of like masking tape, masking tape mm-hmm. or Sharpie on your bottle. Yeah. And so it was something I didn't even know, but I had a need for something like that and that they're machine washable. Like they go in the dishwasher and they don't come off. Right. Right. And so mm-hmm. they last a long time and you don't have to keep rebuying them because who has time to also rebuy baby bottle stickers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was, so for a service-based business, I had basically met a need and that's how I crafted my ideal customer and then how then can I best serve her Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over and she is very specific to being on an island but I have clients that were local in Los Angeles Uh but had jobs and careers I have clients all over the country I've had clients in other countries and so one of the things I realized is they wanted someone to shortcut it for them they wanted to simplify it they wanted to learn they needed boots on the ground Uh and they needed someone they could rely on and that was something I provided. Now, if it's a guy or a girl, that didn't matter. Uh-huh. So that was easy to switch off, basically. Right. Now, the other services that I offer, whether it's consulting only or trend services or whatever that is, those avatars might be a little bit different. And so based on the products I have or the services I'm offering, the avatar might be a bit different for each one. Uh-huh. And I, I want you to listen closely to like the verbiage that Jacqueline used in her own description of her avatar. So... Basically, let's go back to her avatar. This person, this woman, she had a struggle. She couldn't really even define her herself, but she knew that she needed someone to walk her through a process. So Jacqueline, even when she's talking about it, she can't, she's picking out words like you need boots on the ground. 
you need this, you need, she's putting together the pieces of the puzzle for her avatar and filling a need that her avatar doesn't really even know how to say in her own words. So same thing like that she mentioned with me, even as a new mom, I was fulfilling a need that my own avatar didn't even realize that she would need unless the baby went to daycare and then she was able to discover, you know, my labels or whatever. But you're able to really, like what we had mentioned before, know your avatar better than they know themselves because you're already solving a problem that they didn't even realize that they had. You're you're fulfilling a need for them and you're almost creating it in some some instances, right? Like mm-hmm. so a lot of the times you're tapping into a struggle and they're like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. I didn't realize this is a problem that I had, but I love it and I'm buying it. Because you're speaking to them and they're Yes. Needs. So example, I've had multiple clients in Hawaii and I was mm-hmm. telling Mina this morning, I was like, I really was considering an office in Hawaii because why not when you have multiple <laughs> clients there? So DCC Hawaii. Even though you haven't met them. (laughs) And that's the thing. I don't meet my clients. And Uh so, so I always sort of like let them know, don't worry. You don't need to take time off. You don't need to Mm -hmm. pay for travel. We're here for you. So then for example, exactly what we said with boots on the ground, I had done this with this client and then I had another client come to me from Hawaii and she was literally having to fly in to check on her fabrics. She was getting her Uh fabric dyed in Los Angeles. So it'd get shipped to this dye house. They would dye it. She'd come in and check on it and then fly back the island. It is not mm-hmm. cheap to fly between LA and Hawaii. Right. We all know that. And then to ship her fabric uh-huh. across the water. So when she contacted me, I simplified her life and I said, Hey, and I said this to her, we could be your boots on the ground uh-huh. for this amount of money. We'll be here. We'll do all the checking in on you. It's way cheaper than you flying in and staying uh-huh. in a hotel and getting, taking time off of work and whatever. And then we'll do that for you. And she's like, Oh my God, that was the answer to all of her questions. And it was because or all of her concerns. Uh-huh. And it was because we had identified the needs of our client of our clientele. My customers, so everybody knows, are not really the people living in Los Angeles that right. have that don't really have full-time jobs and that have access to all these connections. They don't uh-huh. need me. They'll oftentimes feel like they don't need me. They could do it themselves. They're in LA. It's a uh-huh. stone's throw and they'll find someone. Right. That's not my ideal customer. That's fine. There's plenty of people out there that are my ideal customers and they're uh-huh. the ones that either have, you know, full-time careers, families, they're not local. They're the ones that exactly, like you said, that want to worry less. Don't worry about flying in. I got you. Yeah. You know, they're willing to pay for that. Your ideal customer is not the person that's just like, I will run the hustle myself because I need to be in control of all of it. And the hustlers are not my clients. And that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want consulting, but generally they don't because they're all, those people tend to be self-learners or know-it-alls because not everyone wants to be consulted and they are the hustlers. And I will say that younger, younger clients are not my clients either. Mm -hmm. So the kid that just got out of school, they don't have the budget. Yeah. They, or they have money to burn, but they're also still on that hustling because it's hard to tell 24 year olds. Uh huh. Hello, me, Jacqueline and Mina, 24 year old, <laughs> 20 year old, 24 Starting like, our own businesses. over a decade ago, you know. But I do really feel that you need to go through that hustle mode. We were talking about this earlier where you can't skip the internship, you know, of your business. Yeah. You need to pack, you need to ship, you need to <laughs> deal with production crises, you need to do everything so that as yeah. your company grows. And I know someone that has like, has sold a business for a billion dollars. That's mm-hmm. with a B, one billion dollars. <laughs> and when she started and I talked to her and hopefully one day we'll, ha- we'll have her on the show, she was packing and shipping. Right. So she was literally doing all her own shipping and then cut to 25 years later and she sold her company for a billion dollars. Yeah. And the reason why we don't want you to skip that is because once you do those all yourself, you're able to solve those problems for other people. And you're able to really see those exact problems. Like, hey, I've been there. Let me solve it for you. And then you're able to phrase it in a way that really resonates with that ideal customer that you're trying to tap into. So what we're saying is know your ideal customer. And then if they fall outside that box, that's okay. Yeah. So you want to repel people. You want people, if, if you don't, I don't wear everything. Like I don't wear Ralph Lauren, for example. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily my style and it's out of my price point and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I would never buy myself something. I think someone bought me a cashmere sweater there once. I rarely wear it, even though it's such a beautiful sweater. Mm -hmm. It's just not my brand. And that's okay because there are people who are willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. on that brand 
And that is the customer. But you might be a Ralph Lauren sunglasses buyer, for instance, right? right? So like you're, you still might resonate with some of their marketing, but when they're target marketing, they, they're speaking to someone that's just outside of who you are. Right. But you still might resonate with it a little bit, you know? But then I think that it's okay to repel people, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, because if you know who your customer is, it's also great to know who your customer is not. Yeah. You're not chasing down everyone. So one of my lines, and I've sort of recomposed a line that people say, but I say, if you're designing for everyone, you're designing for no one. So you cannot be everything to everybody. It gets diluted. Your message Uh gets diluted, your product, your, your marketing. So if you hone in, then you're designing for that one person, which there are tons of other people like that one person. So do we want to talk about some of the things to identify for? Sure. Should we, should we do a back and forth of different questions or maybe, or what do you think? Or do you want to go through the exercise? Well, whatever. Okay, let's go through it. Jacqueline actually has a for real exercise where she's going to walk through it. And then I'll kind of throw in questions that I'm thinking of just off the fly with what might be added on there. So this is going to be available in our toolkits page. So theproductboss.com slash toolkits with an S. S. And I will do a training in there plus access to our customer, I have it, our customer avatar form. And so it's basically a way for you to profile your customer and work through it and get to know it. We just, I actually just did this with a DCC consulting client who is actually also in our product boss mastermind. She's working with us twofold and she had done her avatar. She had actually done her avatar for another, she's had the company for a couple of years we talked about her avatar. She just did it. Mm-hmm. I reviewed it and it was very wishy-washy. It was like, she likes black, but she likes white. She likes <laughs> color, but she hates color. You know, she like She's 45, but she could be 25. She likes to ski, <laughs> but she hates the cold. Like, yeah. just like, just weirdness. Nothing to do with the actual, if you looked at the photos of her line, very, very different than what she was saying. So we re-identified her customer. I talked to her. I talked to her about this sort of we really need to hone in on who she is, you know, like she loves warm weather and she likes to do anything warm. So she likes, but she's not maybe like a hiker or a biker. She Mm -hmm. likes to golf. Maybe she's a country club girl. So she Mm -hmm. golfs, she plays tennis. She likes to sail those three things. You can imagine that woman right away. And Mm -hmm. then you figure out her age. So we really, really, really got specific on it. So then everything around her brand is the messaging is all super clear. So then her images represent who she's selling to because again, like I might go on there and she might repel me because I might, I haven't, I don't care about, you know, sailing or golf or country club Mm -hmm. lifestyle. That's not necessarily me. I might like the beaches or I might Uh want to, you know, go to Peru. And so that's okay. I'm not her customer. And that is totally fine because then that means she's really attracting the people that are attracted to her. So this exercise, which we'll dig deeper into, is basically to dig into who your ideal customer is and how you're going to serve them. We want you to step into his or her shoes and look at the life through their eyes. So what is their primary emotion or set of emotions and how do they feel about your product or your service? So we want you to know and truly understand your customer because it's a vital part of being profitable and having a purposeful business. So some things that you want to look at are, I would name I would name your customer, mm-hmm. right? Right. Give her a name so or give him a name. Yeah. So today I use an example of Lucy who lives by herself with her cat that is looking for a boyfriend. Like that was <laughs> an example in the seminar. Mine initially was Ava because I thought it, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, but she also resonated with like, I think of a mom, Ava, she's very nondescript in her race, you know, like she could be Asian, she could be white too, but I'm visualizing like a darker complected person like Kim Kardashian, perhaps, you know, yeah. Armenian, and that uh, I can see her, right? She's an Ava. Right. Mm-hmm. So give them a name, something you're attracted to, you know? And I tell clients sometimes, like, find a picture, find a picture out of a magazine or if there Pinterest. is Pinterest, if there is a celebrity that you like, kind of make yourself a vision board that you're servicing this person until it kind of becomes integrated into your brain and, and your process. But the, the more you understand your your customer avatar, then you can explain it to other people who work with you. So if you have anyone managing your social media, if you are taking on employees, virtual assistants, whatever it is, you can really Uh explain who she is. And Jacqueline always says like that you need to love on your avatar. Like it's so that's the way you're serving. Like how you said it was how you're serving your avatar is you're loving on them. So if it's a man, you know, you know exactly how to serve them and, 
And just basically throwing throwing the right messaging and loving on them. Yeah. So, if, like, let's talk about a guy. So, maybe mm-hmm. he's a dad. And he might be, like, a really hands-on dad because that's mm-hmm. a new, like, the newer version of dad. <laughs> Every dad is eye-rolling right now. Yeah. But, you know, maybe – because there's a difference between – there is a difference between – dads and between men that are like really focused on their careers or people mm-hmm. that are still in transition or people who's they might be dads not of young kids but their kids are older and they're uh-huh. back into their careers there could be hands-off dads yeah being a dad different might have problems different dads <laughs> and, yeah right. and being a dad might actually not affect them as a customer yeah so sometimes like for example if you're selling a suit to a man mm-hmm. it's irrelevant if he's a dad or not mm-hmm. the suit is going to him because maybe his career yeah, requires him to dress that way right. sort of thing. So just taking a look because oftentimes, I don't know if always, but oftentimes I feel like being a mom or not a mom is integral it part is. of customer. Well, let's see. If I'm shopping for a suit, I don't even know why I would be, but let's say I was, I would have to find one with a cinched waistband or because of my baby having tummy, right? Yeah, (laughs) mom bum. So any of those where you're just like, yeah, that affects her because that's what she thinks of her own body image because she's a mom and that's just everyday life, right? Like I'm wearing yoga pants typically or whatever. I'm out of place in a suit even. So if I'm shopping for a suit, I'm looking for things that make me comfortable and make me feel good. So like, so a new way, like if we're going to incorporate dads, for example, Mm -hmm. and so maybe he's a professional, you know, and so that would be an avatar, right? So we're looking at a professional he works in a place where he needs to wear suits so maybe he's working in finance or uh-huh. he's an attorney a suit but he's a professional uh-huh. that is not casual maybe he's an agent in the industry so but if he's a dad and he's a hands-on dad he might be coming home and wanting to take his suit off right away and get into something uh-huh. more casual to yeah. hang out with his kids and to get on the floor or if he's not that kind of dad and he just comes home and it's kind of the old school way where he comes home yeah. and he does his thing and the wife still has the kids, then it's irrelevant if yeah. he's a dad or not. Right. And that's where you're walking through that person's day and seeing like what is what are their actions throughout the day? What problems and struggles are they having? This suit is not comfortable enough for me to piggyback my kids. Things like that, right. you know, where you're walking through the day and really seeing what the needs of your avatar actually are. Right. It might be a moot point. Right. So that was just all spun off of name. So, <laughs> so anyways, name him. His name is Simon. He's a brunette. He has a little bit of after five o'clock stubble, you know? So we say like <laughs> name, age, gender, hair color, eye color, because that just helps you relate to them, yeah. I think. Um, having that visual, because people really relate to visuals. Body type. Body type's important. Me and I literally were just talking about our mom bellies <laughs> that, you know are part of our bodies now and sort of like what, what, how we dress and what we look for. There's the idea of dad bods and all sorts uh-huh. of dad bods. Cause that's, I think anything. Then marital status, do they have children? And I want you to actually think about their kids and give them names. So let's say Ava mm-hmm. is married. Maybe Ava is married to Adam. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ava and Adam love Ava, it. <laughs> Ava and Adam. And they have two kids and yeah. their kids are Apple and <laughs> banana. <laughs> this is where it makes a big difference. There, even I'm a mom of two little girls, and through and through, I'm a girl mom. So when I talk to moms that are boy moms, I don't realize the gross stuff that they have to deal with, <laughs> right? So I really resonate with that girly, overloaded, girly stuff. They love Play-Doh. They love, you know, sitting there playing on specific things, um, whereas boys are really rambunctious for the most part, and they have a shorter attention span. But, you know, maybe their kids are really affectionate, things like that, you know. So difference of girl moms and boy moms, for And instance. I'm a mom of a girl and a boy. Yes. A super feminine girl. And then a boy that's really creative. So mellow. Very mellow, mellow, too. And artsy and kind of, you know. So, and then I'm a different mom that I have one of each. And so uh-huh. I can totally re- relate to Mina and, like, the girly thing. But I don't get the sister, like, the <laughs> uber girl house because yes. we have Lego and Barbies sort of uh-huh. thing. We have Legos. Those for girls too. Yeah, I'm just, my son's obsessed with Lego, which, by the way, amazing brand. And so we just so if you look at their family, their status, like mm-hmm. who who they have in their family. So a girl mom, a boy mom. You're talking about, you know, it could be if it is a dad. Let's just go back to the dad idea. Uh-huh. And he's got boys, and he's involved in his kids, or a yep. boy and a girl, and he's involved in their sports. What are their needs? So I know we're talking about parents. It could be a single person. So yeah. it could also be, for example, here's an, an example for Cuff's Couture. 
Cuffs Couture, if you've been listening, is a brand that I launched. It's an accessories brand. I have actually, I'm not continuing it. I'm selling it on flash deal sites. But when I came up with it, I was younger and I'd go to clubs and I'd like to dance and I didn't want to take a purse with Mm. me. I just didn't want the hassle of that. And all I needed, I'm a super simple person. I just needed a lip gloss. I needed some cash. I needed my credit card and ID. I have a keychain in it. So I attached my house key and car key. And oftentimes you wouldn't need your car key if you valeted. Now there's Uber. So people aren't even worried Mm -hmm. about that. I actually even included a little card in there where they could write down like important numbers, like a taxi phone number. So Uh again, aging (laughs) pre-Uber. But that was sort of, so it was for, it was some, it was inspired by me. I was like super minimalistic. Uh And even now I just bonded with someone we met at the show because we wanted like little tiny bags. Like we didn't need a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my avatar. One of my closest friends, she has a Mary Poppins bag. Mm -hmm. So she literally, you'll go, she'll have her bag always. Anything you need is in her bag. There are multiple chapsticks, Mm -hmm. multiple. She's got hand cream. She's got band-aids. She's got every type of medication you might need. So like anything Uh from like Imodium to Advil to vitamins. I think everybody needs a friend like that. (laughs) One of my friends, her name is Sherry. She has a big bag like that. And one time she had aluminum foil in there and we were like, perfect because we were going to grill, you know? Uh And I was like, this is so brilliant. Now I can clean off this girl because they're outside girls in Iowa and you clean them off by taking aluminum foil and crunching it up and scraping it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know why you have aluminum foil. And she's like, yeah, I had to pack like cookies the other day and I just packed some aluminum foil and I forgot about it. So like, even like that, everybody needs a friend with a little bit like, you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. She pulls the lamp out of it. Yeah. So for example, and I'll just actually call her out by name, my friend, Melissa, Uh she is not the only time she ever used Cuffs Couture was when we were training for a marathon. We were doing like a breast cancer walk Uh and she would wear the athletic ones I did because we didn't want to hold anything. So we really just needed our house key and some cash because we'd go and get like snacks along the way and we'd walk. She would never take a cuff out to go out because she needed, she's like a chapstick gaholic, right? Uh-huh. So always reapplying. So for example, then if we were to switch my avatar to, if I were making handbags, for example, I might make, if Melissa was my avatar at that point, she would have been, you know, 28 single really likes all of her things, her essential items with her, like mm-hmm. multiple essential items, like probably dental floss and a mini, overly like, prepared travel. Yeah. Overly mm-hmm. prepared mini travel Toothbrush, Cuffs Couture is not her product. And maybe I'm making a bag line and I've decided that that's going to be it. And I'm going to have all these little compartments in there and little bags. Mm-hmm. And Melissa is my customer. And so I would have identified her. And then, you know, she may still be using it now. Or if she became a mom, she might be that overly prepared mom. Uh-huh. And then that would transition into like a diaper bag. A diaper bag customer. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's differences between what kind of diaper bag that customer would want to buy. Yeah. And when we're talking about thinking about their kids, it's because as even like, if you think about their kids, you know, girl, boy, or girl, mom, boy, mom, they're making different buying decisions. Like I'm not a fan of pink, but you bet your bottom dollar I'm buying everything pink because my girls love it. Yeah. You know? And so it's just like that where you're buying decisions tweak every single time your life transitions to something else, Sure, you know, and thinking ahead, right? Like Melissa might be thinking, Hey, I could, you know, double this as my work bag, as well as my diaper bag on the weekends, Mm -hmm. you know, anything like that, where you're walking through the day, perhaps it's the work day, perhaps it's the weekend, but they, their decisions really are altered by, by every single aspect of their life. So I'm still the minimalist mom, right? So Uh now that my daughter's older and we're sort of potty training and I don't need all this stuff anymore for her. I love jackets with really big pockets. If Uh I can go out with like a tiny little wallet that I just shove my stuff into. And then, so lately we've been going out, I've been taking, I've been taking wipes, putting them into a little plastic Ziploc bag and like one diaper and Uh shoving that into my winter coat. Yeah. And I'll go out with that because I don't want to carry the diaper bag anymore. And so that is just that Cuffs Couture customer transitioned now into somebody who doesn't get to party, a.k.a. we're in Vegas recording podcasts, <laughs> looking at partiers out the window. And, and not missing out one bit. Not a bit, because we love every part of this and being together. But I'm still that person. So then how mm. else I'm a customer that's continuing to purchase 
maybe not necessarily the same product. So, but I am somebody's avatar and me as an avatar continues amongst many, many brands. Right. So to get back to some of the demographics. So we want you to figure out who they are, their name, their status, maybe where they live. Cause you know, whether they're, if they're living on the coast, like New York or in LA, that's very different than if you're living in the Midwest. Right. In Iowa, there's not even Uber there yet. Mm. So, like, Jacqueline, you should start selling Cuffs Couture with in my Iowa. Taxi, with my taxi cab <laughs> numbers written down. We don't have taxis either. Oh. <laughs> Hitchhike? What do we do then? <laughs> we have our own cars. Oh, so how yeah. would I get from the airport somewhere? I had to find somebody on Facebook, like, on a community swap that was on Uber. And then I was able to have her drive to my house and then pick her Uber. But otherwise, you're going to have to find, like... Somebody like my sister or my husband or whatever. Yeah, amazing. And so that's the thing, right? So these are like little micro worlds that some of us aren't even aware of. But Mina being where she is, she may decide that she's going to come up with some sort of new business that like solves that problem for her town. Mm -hmm. So where they live, their income, because that has so much to do with what they're buying, Mm -hmm. their occupation. And then I start to get into, you know, things like their values, what their favorite things are what they're reading, if they're blogs, podcasts, TV shows, and really starting to give them lines. So like on one of the questions I would say is like, on my perfect day off, I would be X. Mm -hmm. And so this is how you're really getting to know your customer on an intimate level. I mean, this is a really fun work like project to do too, because you're really kind of digging in depth and it's sort of living this like alternative life and yeah, creative. So like, for instance, my kids are so obsessed, so obsessed with YouTube and blind bags and opening up the watching like Disney collector. She opens up packages, right? So they could actually target my, like, let's say I'm selling a toy brand. Those toy brands could be speaking on YouTube or having a YouTube channel and then having those people open them up. That's what they're really doing is targeting the kids that tell the moms, right? Or like, let's say I want little labels on there. You know, we're going through the exercise and let's say my avatar digests her information through video, then I would have a video strategy. Let's say she reads blogs or magazines. I would have a, you know, blogging or article strategy, you know, something like that PR strategy of some sort where it's more traditional. And then let's say instead it's, she's on Instagram, you would have an Instagram strategy. It's a really a way of really tapping into how she's ingesting her information and saying the right words at the right time on the right platform and being BFFs. So let's (laughs) just talk about podcasts. And so we're all here with podcasts. So We're in the podcast community in the way of maybe we're not necessarily, we don't go to podcast nation. We're not a part of that Mm -hmm. community yet, but we met through a podcast. We're part of a community that was formed through everybody listening to podcasts and Mm -hmm. we're all part of this sort of similar culture and the information we're digesting is very similar and we're speaking the same language. So when I first met Mina and when I first started listening to podcasts, I didn't use the terminology that they were using because it was a sort of like subculture Uh of education, digesting materials, doing business in this sort of like alternative way. Cut to, you know, a year later and we're speaking the same language. So we were handing out these really beautiful cards on- Like inspirational prints. Inspirational prints because we wanted people to pick up so trade show secrets. So we wanted someone to take and remember and hold on to what we gave them. So we didn't hand out business cards. We didn't hand out flyers. We handed out like a keepsake that they would keep and on the back of it, mentioned the product boss podcast, as well as the masterminds that we were working on filling. And so as we're handing them out, we're like, have you heard a podcast? Do you listen to podcasts? And people are like, blah. And we realized some. some did. And some were like, no idea what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And what we realized is like, we've been so tight in this community and we've made our friends through these communities and we listen to similar podcasts and a lot of people aren't even there yet. Mm-hmm. And so we were sort of so marketing to people through podcasts or advertising to people it's a very it's a very specific customer yeah versus then we sat down with a client and had a, a consultation session with her and she's like oh my god I love podcasts that's all I do when I travel and that's mm-hmm. what I listen to and I listen to it in factories and I'm like what podcast do you listen to and she listens to the same ones yeah so funny that we do and so one she could definitely be a listener of ours because she would relate to us and the language we use and the people we talk about in our community and then we can talk to her specifically because we're digesting the same information. And so then when we're pitching to her joining our mastermind or whatever it is, 
what we're saying to her is backed up by podcasts she's listening to that are, let's say, also talking about masterminds or communities. Right. That's where our product is, our mastermind, and she's able to really identify with that need, right? But let's say the product is low labels, waterproof labels, or it's a subscription box where it has to be visual and they have to, there's a like a little bit of learning, like peel off the backing. This is how you stick it, blah, blah, blah. There's some things that don't translate into a purchase on a particular platform. Right. Because like, even if your avatar is listening to podcasts, she might not be buying because of podcasts, might not be converting on that platform. You know, so even if she's resonating with, yeah, I need those baby bottles, you're wanting her to have to go to her phone to look up those baby bottles and then our baby bottle labels and then buy from there. Whereas like, you might be better off targeting her on Instagram where she can have a buyable post purchase in that post and not have to leave Instagram or she's already on her phone too, you know, whereas like a lot of people, they'll be listening to podcasts with it in their ear and they're doing something else. They're driving, they're working out, they're washing dishes, you know, and then they're having to physically go from phone to computer or look it up themselves. So there's not that instant link, which is why it's a little bit harder on podcasts to advertise and really convert really well, unless it's something that's like educational or, you know, basically the reason why they're on there is to educate themselves or entertain themselves, like something like that, you know? Right. And so, and so that's um, a good point. So for example, though, if you're going to market to your customer, so Uh for example, this woman that we met with that listens to podcasts that also has her own product-based business, Uh if we were to try and do target marketing to her on Facebook, we could identify that she listens to the three podcasts that we Uh listen to, that she's a product-based business, that she loves Etsy. There were so many things about her that we could then target knowing our customer exactly, and then we would show up in her feed and then... Little does she know, though, that we're sort of cross-promoting, that we know what yeah, she likes. Yeah, for sure. It's like, you know how they say you need seven touch points or whatever before they, you, they'll they purchase something, and the more touch points with the higher dollar it is, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like just a touch point. But knowing that about your avatar, she's ingesting her information through podcasts. Maybe she used to read blogs, but she doesn't. Hello, that's me. <laughs> just used to read, period. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like updates. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, because you don't really have the time. So moving on back to the form. So we would identify who this customer is and we have a, several more questions and ideas for you to answer to really dig deep into who your customer is. And then we really want you to think about what, why they have this need in the market. So creating their wish and how you're going to answer it and things we talk about are their trigger points. So what sets them off? What's the thing that makes them need this? And Mm -hmm. does it affect their daily routine? You know, how often do they need it? Because that's another thing. Like if you're selling one product that comes to mind that I love actually is that little pocket that goes between your seat and your dash. Oh yeah. And so it's basically like to store things in because Mm -hmm. my mother shoves like magazines. I mean, she's Uh got you can't even pull down her her visor because uh-huh. she keeps all like random papers and mail there and it will drop on your face. Uh-huh. And that, so the perfect product for her, even though she's not solving that problem for her, I look at her at her car and think I could buy her that uh-huh. product to organize her car. Yeah, that's another thing about Avatar, right? So looking at Jacqueline on that Avatar that she's talking about. So Jacqueline has the buying power of her children, herself and her husband, and her mom, which is the baby boomer boomer generation. So when you're targeting that particular person, you might not be even targeting her purchases for herself. This is why you walk through their day, their struggles. She's identifying a problem and she's solving it for her mom. But that's just what's interesting is that our generation, it's called a gap generation. We have so much buying power, right? Because eventually we all have to take care of our parents. We're still taking care of our kids. And we're also juggling our husbands, you know, juggling our husbands. (laughs) Um, They probably wouldn't appreciate that. (laughs) But we we are caring for all these other people plus ourselves. Because the women are the ones who make 90% of the purchases and the decisions in the household. So if your customer is a man, then that's Uh a question, you know, a lot of the products that he may buy or the family might Uh buy for a man aren't necessarily purchased by. Yeah. Is it him or is his wife that identifies the problems for him? You might start with talking to his wife rather. Right. And so your avatar (laughs) might be the wife of the husband that is maybe not so organized or, you know, Uh because a man might go buy himself certain things, but he won't get himself other things. Right. So anyway, so that would be a trigger point for me where I'm looking at my mom. I'm so sick of when I borrow her car, the papers hit me in the head. (laughs) There's sun and I want to put it down. I want to put the visor down and like, 
it's hitting me in the head. Or my, you know, there's also that really cool, going back to cars, there's this like handlebar thingy that older people can keep in their car mm-hmm. and attach it to the side of their chair so that they can get out of their, their car easily. So like if I had hip surgery and I knew about it because my father-in-law had hip surgery and my grandma, it's just harder for her. Uh-huh. So example, that actually takes you to another generation of the fact that I might be like, grandparents parents are living longer and I'm close to my grandmother and I might be buying her something to solve a problem because she doesn't have access to everything you know she's not on Instagram she's not (laughs) looking at the cool things on Instagram right and even Facebook like she's like and same with my mother-in-law they're like I only follow family and I'm you know unidentifiable and they don't want anyone seeing them because they're really on it to kind of track their families and so I actually grew up with my grandma living with me too so I'm a grandma's girl so imagine if you saw an Instagram post that said are you a grandma's girl you'd be like hell yeah I am actually that's genius (laughs) (laughs) but it's true so so then it's like it's other ways of marketing to maybe a younger generation but people that are purchasing for it or and that's why like you'll see some of those items on those infomercial type commercials, like uh-huh. buy one now for $19.99 plus shipping, but get one for your grandma for yeah, free <laughs> act now and you'll get two for the price plus shipping and handling. That was like the original yeah. marketing and they really hooked you. Uh-huh. So again, we want to, we want to answer that. We want to answer that need and that, and that pain point for them basically. And we want to know sort of what they're willing to pay for it. And other things I want you to keep, you know, keep in mind, like I think I was leading onto that before is Let's just say you've got a swimwear company. People are not necessarily buying swimwear year-round. Maybe they live in Hawaii and they are. Uh But other people that live in New York might be buying it once or twice a year for their vacation. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a product that it's very seasonal, you want to identify when they buy it and also what else they buy. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are they traveling to? What kind of resorts are they going to? Are they cruise people? Are they staying at the Four Seasons in Maui? Like what? are they doing? I don't even know uh-huh. if there is a four seasons amount, but let's just <laughs> pretend. So then you can identify what they're buying and that will also, so who hangs in their closets since I'm in fashion, you know, they're going to buy similar stuff. If they shop at target and they only shop at target, then if you're doing, you know, a luxe collection or something higher end, they're not your customer. They're mm-hmm. not going to buy right from you. So do you have anything to add on? One of the reasons why you should do this exercise too, is that it really, It'll show you how specific you should be in in your specific avatar. So like it might be like what we're talking about where you have a main one, but there could be spinoffs of that person. So for instance, one of the things, speaking of being on vacation that I bought when we went to Disney World were these one things on Amazon that the one Velcro strap goes on the, the parent's wrist and the other thing, it's like a coil and then the other one goes onto the kid. So you're not having to hold their hand because my so daughter. It's not a leash. Yeah, it's, like it's not handcuffs. a leash, but <laughs> <laughs> it is a handcuff, like a, but plasticky and velcro Right. And I would like that better because I hate, personally, as a parent and the way that I parent, I don't like uh-huh. the leash backpack. Right. But that would actually make a ton of sense because I'm always, I get so worried and like hold my hand. Like, yeah. It reinforces them that you should be holding hands, but if you don't want to, you can let go and they're still attached to you mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily on a leash, you know? So they're in there, at least for me, when I'm thinking of it in their mind, I'm teaching them, we should be holding hands, but I'll let you go a little bit further. Right. You know, and then also teaching them to stay somewhere close to you. Like they don't uh-huh. wander off because they've got that uh-huh. tether. more so, or less. Yeah. That tether. And so one of my friends, when I showed it on Instagram, she has a special needs son where, he had, I can't even remember what he had, but it was something developmental, but he wanders off by himself, but they want him to be independent too. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way for them to hang on to him, but really give him his freedom too. Two different scenarios, two different moms, two different kids, right? But same exact product. So speaking to that mom, tapping into that niche and talking that language and understanding her needs, or instead of talking to me in my, you know, going to Disney World stage, you right. know? Yeah, and so. I'm the mom of anxiety about yeah. my kids because actually when I was younger, I did get lost at an amusement park. Mm-hmm. My mom, it was during the time where you would go to the payphones, Right. Sort of thing. There were no cell phones, and I think maybe we had pagers, and I was with my cousin that was from another country. She was a teenager. She and I went off and we were meeting my mom back, I think, at like – 2 p.m. Uh-huh. For example, it was probably like 11 and she lost me. And because she's from another country, she didn't know where to go. Uh-huh. She didn't know to look like at the, you know, where kids go with customer relations uh-huh. and there was no cell phone. And so she had to wait until 2 p.m. for my mom 
to meet back up with her at the police to tell my mom that she had lost me. Oh my god! So hours later, it's like and, the worst nightmare ever. Right, and I'm like a little kid, and like no one's ever gonna find me. And so I actually went through that experience, and obviously now it's so different. But uh-huh. um, I went through that experience, and so I think being an adult with young kids, I have that anxiety. Right. If they tried to target my sister with these ridiculous things, she would be like, "You are so crazy!" <laughs> like because she is a very much a you know her kids are very independent. Her her son is that you only have one son but they want him to be super independent and he should just not know to wander off right. instead of handcuffing him with a tether 100 <laughs> and same with my and same with my brother and sister-in-law too they're like uh-huh. they have just a different way of parenting and right. like, they're a little bit more stern and mm-hmm. so exactly so we are all different versions of that customer that would want to buy these uh-huh. and so why don't we put that to share with our you know in case in case our listeners want to buy it, but also just to share a product that we're really interested oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in our show notes. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, you guys will love it, actually. I like it a lot better than the leashes with a backpack because when you go to Disney World, it's hot there, right? Mm-hmm. And so with a backpack, their backs get sweaty. But if they have just on their wrists, then it's no big deal, right? So in our show notes, we always have Amazon products that we love. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put a little link to that. And some of the products that we've talked about in this, I think would be fun <laughs> That to share. one is a really fun one. Yeah, and I'll do the little hook thing that I would buy for my grandma. I don't Uh know the name, but just things to share with you so you can visually see what we're talking about and then understand, you know, listening to us as customers. And and if you were a helicopter mom too, and love to tether your kids to you, check it out. I'm like, I'm not a helicopter. I'm like a the drone mom. Yeah. Sometimes I'm really close. <laughs> I just made that up. And sometimes a little bit further because I have to tell myself like back up. But, yeah. But I don't know if you're a helicopter mom because I think helicopter moms don't let their kids fall. Oh. Like, are you right behind them for everything or if they fall? I'm them? carrying her so she doesn't okay. fall, girl. She's a helicopter mom. <laughs> but you know what? In that scenario, too, like my sister might absolutely buy it because in Disney World, it's a whole different world than being in Iowa because your kids can get swept away very easily. So even that, you might be a different mom in different scenarios, right? And so that takes us, let's just say, like in a wrap up back to like our (laughs) product and avatar. So... This is a mom that travels that is going to go to Disney World. Yeah, she's, she's with her kids. And we've mentioned in, I don't know if it's this podcast or another one, where I, I'm bicoastal. And so one of the ways I problem solved my life and my lifestyle are diapers. So I uh-huh. would actually always get diapers shipped to wherever I was going. And it would be there ready for me because diapers are big. They take up your suitcase and my suitcases need to be filled with my kids stuff. And we travel with their toys because we travel a lot. So we would get diapers delivered. So for example, you're going on a trip to Disney World, perhaps you are now an Amazon Prime customer. So also when you're thinking about your customer and how you're selling and what platform you're selling to them, they might be buying on Amazon Prime because they're looking for something that's effortless and easy. Mm -hmm. They like the convenience of it. And for me, for example, I'm probably never going to buy that off of a site that's like a seven day ship time. I don't even think Uh in that long term, like I'm a little bit more short, short term. So, okay, we're, we're leaving again on Friday. I need to buy this, that, and the other. I will only buy products on Prime and I'll have that delivered. So if I'm going to Disney World, mm-hmm. I'll buy that. I'll get diapers. I have to tell you about the other thing I bought, which is so ridiculous. Okay. okay tell so me. I have to hold, I'm sure you do this with Willa, but I have to hold Layla all the time. And she's like 30 pounds, right? And so for Disney World, I had to buy this harness, not the harness, you know, like the baby carrier for bigger babies. (laughs) She's not a baby. She's a toddler. Right. So it would, it went up to like 45 pounds. And so instead of having the one where it's pulling on your back because it's meant for littler babies, this Mm -hmm. one was, it's like a seat. It literally is a seat with the full carrier, but it pull, it sits on your hips. So the whole time the weight is on your hips rather on your back. And so it was genius. And that thing was only $30. I bought it for the so I bought those two items just for going to Disney World and never used them again. And did you buy that on Amazon? Yeah, I bought yeah. that on Amazon. So I think and also so, and, we'll promote that. <laughs> yeah, but it's that convenience factor, right? So right. So we are two moms that are busy that are uh-huh. doing a bunch of cross promoting, right? Right. And so we also need convenience. And uh-huh. so as a customer, then when you're thinking outside of just the product, but how you're going to sell to that customer. So again, we talked about what social platforms they're on, also where you're selling. Amazon is not perfect. For everybody. Mm-hmm. You might be doing a higher ticketed item, something really special. Fashion sometimes doesn't always translate on there. And so it might not be correct for your product. And you might be selling 
it in a different way. But then some of these items we're talking about, just mm-hmm. really that convenience of Mina ordering that. And don't feel weird about it because when I lived in Manhattan and Oliver was two and a half, we would we'd go to Times Square a lot because mm-hmm. my husband works in Times Square. And so I would actually wear him because mm-hmm. – the subway system in New York, there's not elevators at every yeah. at everywhere, and so I can't. I, there was no way I could take him in a stroller down the stairs. So I would wear uh-huh. him, and he was be close to me, so I wouldn't have to deal with like tons of you know people around me. And I'd wear him. So uh-huh. similar thing. Yeah. And then my use was different because I was like a mom on the go in Manhattan, and I needed to get on the subway. And like the last thing you want to do is like ask. Well, not. I mean, people were so nice, and they would help you pick your stroller up and take it up the stairs, but. Uh-huh. I was just like, let's get to where we're going, and I'm just going to wear this kid. Right, right. But then Willow would never be worn. I mean, she's just like, I got it, Mom. You know, she's just a different kid. Yeah, not Layla. You know, like thinking about the struggles of a mom, right? I'm a mom in Disney World that's got to carry a baby around that's very heavy because she loves to be – like she likes to be close to me and she loves the touch, Right. right. And so love languages of a child touch, right? So even thinking about my struggle with being on vacation. As a mom, you have different struggles with being on vacation than you do being at home. So it's, yeah, tap into all those all those things for your avatar. Yeah. So for example, we are the ideal customer avatar for Amazon and Amazon Prime. <laughs> right. I mean, we really I pay are. for that convenience for sure. Same. And uh-huh. like I'll order medicine. So I'm mm-hmm. also precautionary. So I'll get Advil, kid Advil and kid Tylenol. That is all weight in your backpack. Mm-hmm. So I'll just make sure that it's at every place that we go because I don't know if you all know, but my husband's a Broadway actor and we tend to travel a lot for his job and mm-hmm. we're on tour. So we're definitely, I call us a circus family. And so I've had to, you know, my daughter didn't sleep in a crib for the first six months of her life because we were on the road. And so I've had to adapt how to make our lifestyle easier uh-huh. and then knowing the easiest way to travel and the weight of our bags and whatnot, which you would think I would pack lighter <laughs> <laughs> traveling so much, but then I'm in a lot of places and I yeah. have to pack this microphone that we are recording our podcast yeah. on. And I think a little bit of it too, like that's, that's a, something too. Like even when you're thinking about how does that person pack, that should be an avatar question. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that person pack when they're on the go? I pack very light because that happens to be the size of my suitcase. Right. I kind of think you overpack because you're on the go so much that you need feel like you need to fill up that suitcase no matter what, even if it's just you by yourself. Well, I also... Yeah, this one wasn't so full, but for example, I was in I was in Los Angeles for an engagement party, like a shishi mm-hmm. engagement party. So I needed heels, and I needed a cute, out- I needed a pretty dress, and I needed a handbag. And mm-hmm. then we were coming to Vegas, and I didn't know how much partying we'd be doing, so I brought two pairs of heels, depending on the outfit. <laughs> and I brought sneakers, cut two, not wearing any of those heels for that. And then we were doing the trade shows, so I needed to be fashionable plus mm-hmm. loungewear. So I do a lot of things. So like my wardrobe kind of changes, uh-huh. I guess, and plus I'm in fashion, so. Whatever the case, if you were interested in learning more about digging deeper into your customer avatar, we are here to help you. So ways that we can work with you are that we will have a toolkit on our website at theproductboss.com slash toolkits. And there will be a toolkit on basically walking you through an audio of walking Mm -hmm. you through how to fill this document out, plus a downloadable document to help you really dig deep on your avatar. And feel free to always come back to this and work on it seasonally, or if you're going to launch a new product, another way that you can work with us, Mina and I both offer strategy sessions. Mm -hmm. And so if you really want to dig deep or you need help really identifying your customer, we are both available to you, depending on your product, you could pick which product boss you want to work with. Yeah. It's, it's whether or not you want to do it DIY or with Jacqueline or with me, you know, you can DIY it and you'll have that tangible sheet and you'll be able to refer to it as much as you want. And it'll be great. Some people find it more effective if they have somebody to bounce those ideas off of them and, and fill in those blind spots for them and really pull, you know, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And then depending on who you want to do a one-on-one session with, that's, you know, either myself or Jacqueline, perhaps your product that would be solely based on what product you are. So like if your product is more garment or fashion, it might be you. Mm -hmm. If it's more mom stuff, maybe me, but it could be you too, you know, so any of that. Yeah. But I think you're really great with products, especially Uh like Amazon products. I mean, Mina has crafted, she's had a long history in business of products. And so she's had all sorts of products that she's tested in the market, sold, um, had different avatars for. Uh-huh. So if you're interested in that, you can head over to theproductboss.com slash about. Yeah, slash about. And you'll get to our profiles. 
And you could choose. Or bios, I mean. And you can choose if there's one of us that you want to work with. So we just want to leave that out there for you if you need help. But as always, we are so glad that you've joined us today on this episode of The Product Boss. Yeah, thanks everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Loved this episode of The Product Boss Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We would so appreciate it.